Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is when Thursday, Thursday. Ooh. No, I almost fooled myself. Thursday, November twenty first, coming at you a day late. We did enjoy a nice, comfortable win last night in Thompson Bowling Arena while Lamonte Turner and Jordan Brown got their one thousandth point apiece. It's two thousand points total. Two thousand. I don't know exactly what they That's got a lot of to. points. It's a lot of points. Um, they didn't make as big a deal as I thought they would about it. Like they really didn't. No, like I didn't hear anything after the game. We stayed. I mean, we left you know right at the buzzer, but like we were in the arena after the. So I don't know. I forget who tweeted it out, but they're like, yeah, um, Lamonte's like five points away from a thousand or something like that, and right. G Man Vols is like, holy crap, what's the score? <laughs> yeah, it was a great tweet. Um, yeah, no, that was I, I expected just more. Um. Yeah, I expected more from like Tennessee because obviously it was a big deal on social media. Like everybody's talking about it on social media. Just expected a bigger deal. It was. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, we're playing Alabama State or whatever. Um. So it's no big deal. But yeah, I, I just thought there'd be thought there'd be a little bit more. Um. On it, I think we're having trouble posting to Twitter guys right now. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um. If you're in here from Periscope, if you got here from Periscope, I'm. Give bear with me one second. We're we're getting there. Um, yeah, it's on Periscope. Having trouble posting to Twitter. I'll just have to tweet it out manually. So uh, give me a minute. And we'll get that going. It says we're on here. Oh, can you see it? Oh, you can see it now. We are. We are going. We're up. My Twitter was wrong. Um, welcome again. But yeah, welcome. so we're gonna talk about. We're gonna preview the Missouri game. Uh, we'll look back at some the Alabama uh, state win and um, for you know for, uh, basketball wise. Look at college football this week, talk about some NFL, and we've got some segments here for you. Before we get going in the show, Landon's going to tell you guys about some of our friends. Yeah, and that's our friends at Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank. They are a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check them out. Find a branch near you. They're the only financial institution that I'm going to use from now on. Absolutely. Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank. Go check them out. Appreciate them being friends of the pod. Uh, Let's jump right into Missouri, man. First off, this is a game we should win when you just look at it. They haven't scored a lot lately. They're a team that is trending in the wrong direction. Um, I guess Vegas doesn't think so. Though. Vegas does not think so, which is fine. Um, you yeah. know, good teams win, great teams cover. Exactly. Vols have a really good opportunity to cover this week. Um, looking for them to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, when you look at, they did get Kelly Bryant back, and that helps a lot. From uh, he he played a couple weeks on a bum, uh, on a bum, on a on a bum quad uh, or hamstring, whatever it was. Hopefully, he plays on his bum I mean, Saturday night. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't feeling great for a couple weeks. They sat him out against Georgia. Uh, I think that was the only game he missed. Mm-hmm. Was Georgia, um, but he but he was playing with it banged up, and um, but they've got him back. Barry Odom says. Barry Odom at first said he wasn't quite 100%, but then said he was 100% ready to go. So I don't know what that means. Before Florida, that's what he said. Hmm. So um, are you 100% or you're not? Like 100%. Like you 100%. Yeah. I guess you can be not 100% healthy and 100% ready to go. I guess they're not mutually exclusive. I don't, I have no idea. Um, but you, you look at, he looked really good against Florida in terms of how he moved, um, for especially in the first half. Second half, eh, 
not very impressive. Um, Tennessee did get this week off and got a lot of guys. First off, you're never going to be healthy in November. You're yeah. never going to be 100% healthy. No. But you had a lot of guys that are missing games or missing time in games, missing time in practice. Got them back to where they can compete either better or compete, period. People like Darnell Wright, who was out due to an ankle injury, just got rolled up on against um, – uh, who was it? It wasn't Kentucky, was it? UAB. It was at UAB, got rolled up on, and uh, had missed some time. Now he's back, and they expect him to play. They don't know how much, but expect him to at least play against Missouri. Yeah. Um, so you've got a lot of guys getting back. That bye week was huge to get healthy. Uh, To'o To'o is battling some injuries. Um, just, I mean, it's November. You're, yeah. you're going to be Bryce banged Thompson up. Thompson was you're, another one. Yeah, you're an SEC play. You're going to be banged up. This week was big to at least get healthier. You're never going to be completely healthy in November. I mean, you, you're starting quarterback, or who we, sorry, who we assume is the starting quarterback, is playing with a broken hand. Yeah. So, um, you, it's just part of the sport. Um <laughs> You're, six you're, man, yeah, you're ne- six man. You're <laughs> never gonna be never gonna be fully healthy in November. Uh, if you are, you're probably playing it the wrong way, or you're a kicker. That's coming from a soccer guy. Like you're good. You're yeah. a kicker if you're fully healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, that bye week did come at a good time because um, these are two. Not, I mean, I realize you need these wins to get belt one of them to get bowl eligible. These wins are huge for your program because it's humps you haven't been able to overcome lately. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to. If you want this fan base, the national media, the local media to say you're heading in the right direction, you have to be able to beat these teams. Mm. Yeah, and that's the only way to get there. You got to beat them. That point blank period. Mm-hmm. Got to beat Missouri. Got to beat Vanderbilt. Um, I, I think the spread opened up at six, six and a half, something like that. Um, now it's down to four, so it's trending our way, I guess. But uh, just looking at these two teams, like you said, Tennessee should win. You know, Missouri's offense, I would take our offense over Missouri's offense, and our offense hasn't been great. Um, you know, defense, I feel like Missouri's got a pretty good defense. They're ranked 10th in total defense. Um, you know, they have they have guys on the outside that can make plays, get to the quarterback. Um, but they struggle with a running quarterback. So I think it, it's going to be very interesting who Tennessee rolls out there on Saturday. Because if you would have asked me beforehand, I would have been like, yeah, J.G.'s the guy. And I, I think he's earned that. J.G. And I gets th- to start. I, I think it's his job. But I don't know if he starts. I think he starts. I think it's, it's – I think he's announced as a starter and he plays the first snap. I think it's a mojo thing that – I think they roll Brian Maurer out there. Or even Juwan Jennings. You know, any running quarterback I think could give them problems. And then they probably bring in J.G. But I think they keep that mojo going. I think J.G. comes off the bench. Six man. I mean, he may he may come off the bench. It just seems it's his game, regardless. Right. But I don't I don't know if he actually takes the first nap. I mean, he he may he may be the, it may be something that they're just like you know superstitious like the the taco in Thompson Bowling. Yeah, I said it. If it, hey, if it's working, don't break it. Just shut up about it. Uh, but you know, maybe something where he's just comfortable not you know not starting. He he wants to feel the game out from the bench for a minute, and you know if it works, it works. Whatever, keep doing it. Um. I, I don't know. I I feel like he just gets a start because it's one of those things like you went out and you battled technically three games, I guess, as a starter in one. And um, I guess he didn't start. He didn't start against South. Yeah, sorry, he didn't start those games. But you went out there and won them. You've earned your job back because yeah. we had talked about how we felt like you know up until about Mississippi State game, he'd really he every time he stepped on the field, it was like he was losing the starting mm-hmm. job. Um, and, and then he earned it back. And maybe, maybe like you said, the mojo is just there to, to keep it back. 
Um, yeah, I, I think our offense is better than – I think our defense is better than Missouri's offense. Um, yep. I don't know if our offense is better. We're definitely better at scoring. They can't seem to score. Yeah, you look that, at Kelly Bryant's yards. You look at his completion percentage. They're pretty. They're they're good. Yeah, he's we, a we, good quarterback. But you look at his receivers. They're not able to get in the end zone. You look at their running backs. They have a running back in Roundtree that's rushed for almost 700 yards, and he's battled a few injuries here and there. Um, their next best running backs only rushed for 400 yards, but Roundtree is getting a a large bulk of the like he's getting a lot of the carries. Mm-hmm. So that 400 yards is impressive when you look at what's he doing per carry. Um, so, but again, Roundtree's had eight touchdowns after that. Two and one, I think. Like they they haven't been able to score this year. And it, it it's weird. It's not like the same Missouri we're accustomed to seeing. No, yeah, they're definitely they're they're looking they're more getting like, away from that um, Big Twelve. Yeah, team. They're definitely getting more on the ground and and taking care of it up front first. Yeah, uh, looking looking like a classic SEC team. Not really so much lately. I guess LSU is that way, but I mean Alabama's even getting away from that somewhat. Mm-hmm. I mean Najee Harris is getting the bulk of the carries, and that's it. Like yeah. pretty much, yep. uh, even they're getting away from it. But um, yeah, this—I mean, their offense is like it, when you look. If you don't look at scoring, if you just look at everything else, it's pretty impressive. And then you're like, oh, how many points did you score? Seven. Interesting. Yeah, they <laughs> like, scored thirteen points in the last yeah. three games. So yeah, that's that's the only thing that's not impressive about them. Um, so our ability to keep them out of the end zone is definitely that's going to be depending on the, they're going to gain yards. Yeah. Can you keep them out of the end zone? That's, yeah, I that's mean, the question. I think it'll be a similar game to the Kentucky game. They're going to pick up a couple first downs. You know, Kelly Bryant's going to make some plays with his legs. Roundtree's going to probably get a couple carry, longer carries. But our defensive has focused in on not giving up big plays yeah. and making teams earn every point that they get. Right. So hopefully that's the case on Saturday because that's going to be big. Um, and then when you look at the defensive side of the ball, what's, what's funny about the defensive side of the ball – is I feel like that's a defense. If you've watched them play, you feel like I feel like they have the ability to create havoc. But they're st- they're the opposite. I feel like of their offense. I feel like their statistics aren't. So, I mean, they're the tenth best team, which is obviously impressive. But look at single statistics. They're leading. So they're lead. Listen to this. I don't know if you looked at their defensive stats. They're leading sack. Their sack leader, Kobe Whiteside. Col- Colby Kobe Whiteside. Seven Colby? sacks. You know how many tackles he's had? How many? Fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Like how weird is that? And then after that, it's like three guys with two sacks, and that's it. So he's literally just like bull rushing the quarterback every single. I I I, I need to really sit down and watch Kobe Whiteside play. I went and checked. I was like, that's got to be a typo. I checked uh, ESPN, CBS, and Missouri's like website stats. I think Missouri has him with six sacks. Somebody has him with six sacks. But regardless, that's still almost tackles. half of the yeah. tackles. It's wild. And but yeah, you look at their their secondary is like their secondary is probably their weakest link. Yeah, um, I'd say their defensive line's their strongest unit. Their linebackers are okay. <coughs> uh, I'm not super impressed with their linebackers, but they're not <clears throat> bad yeah. by any means. Um, I feel like this is a game where if you win up front, you win, which is every game, but yeah. even more so this game because once you keep climbing in that ladder, it gets worse and worse as you go. Mm-hmm. So if you win up front, I feel like not only is that a key to winning the game, I feel like that will flat out win you the game. Yeah. I, I, I could think- be wrong, but... We have to establish some sort of run game. We haven't been able to do that. And, you know, I think against Kentucky, it was kind of weird because, you know, I think J.G. or Maurer was our – our quarterbacks were our leading rushers. Yeah, I think part of it, too. I want to see us go away from – I get it. You have several good running backs. Um, You feel like if one doesn't have the high end this game, you can go to the next. Whoever your one running back is, 
ride him. He should yeah. get the majority of the carries, period. Let him get in a groove. He may take a couple, you know, he may take a loss or two. Uh, he may go, you know, for some yards, either right at the line of scrimmage or a one or two yard rush. Try to give him a chance to get in the groove. I get it. You know, if you go, if you roll with Ty Chandler as your one back, Tim Jordan and Eric Gray behind him are really good. I fully understand that. But if you never let him get in a groove, like, they're never going to be able to establish anything. Yeah, it, it's like when you switch out quarterbacks. Like, yeah. you're never going to get anything productive out of that offense yeah. if you keep switching people out. Right, and I'm, and I'm not saying don't run the other guys. Run them. But you definitely need to try to give one guy a chance to really get the ball rolling. Yeah. Especially because I feel like this offensive line has done a really good job this year. You know, outside of, like, UAB, they didn't play great. Kentucky, they played all right. I mean, they didn't play bad. Um, but give this offensive line a chance to make plays for our running backs. So our, and then give our running backs a chance to get in the groove of things. Now, yeah, how many, how many I, running backs touch the ball for the first, second time in a game and just bust a big run or, you know, make any really great plays? Running backs are a, an animal you got to get in the groove. Yeah. you got to get in the groove. Yeah, you got to pound, pound, and then break one. Like, yeah. it, it'll come. You, you you run plays to set other plays up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I would agree with that. I think you run – Ty Chandler was I'd probably be, that I'd guy. be okay with Ty or Tim being your one back. Whoever yeah. you choose. Uh, Eric Gray, <clears throat> I wouldn't hate it, but with those two guys in front of him, I, I wouldn't understand it. Yeah. But, um, Espe- I, especially like this season. Like yeah. you've seen the majority of them too and not right. really Eric Gray. So I would expect, you know, yeah, one of them two or the other. They're, they're both the one and two backs. Whoever the one is, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tim Jordan going, ag- going up against his defensive front because it's probably going to be, if you're, if you're running inside – uh, Tim Jordan's probably your guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Which, I didn't realize how small Tim Jordan was. He's only yeah. two, like, small, small, you know. T- only 203. Right. He, just, he runs like a 230. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like our biggest back. Yeah. Like that, I feel like that's kind of why Pruitt wants to get, like, those bigger backs. Because we, we just don't have it. No, we don't. We don't. We, um, we, we don't really have a speed back either, which is wild. Yeah. Like, I mean... They all are have they all are fast enough to play running back, but not no, like the neither, shifty. Yeah, neither of them have that. Just if a guy's even, you're, you're gone. Even, yeah, yeah you, none of them have that guy. Or ne- neither of them have that kind of elite speed. They're, yeah. they're all fast. I'm I'm surprised by Missouri's offense because they have an NFL caliber tight end. They're a good um, offense. Like I said, just, yeah, it's just it's just weird that they're not scoring they're not, as many. Weird points. they're not scoring. Yeah, it's, it's and weird. Roundtree he's given Tennessee fits in the past. And he's a good running back. Like he yeah. was probably, I don't know if he was listed as a preseason All SEC player, but I feel like he could be in that conversation. Right. But only 698 yards on 146 carries, not a ton of production up front. No, I mean he's he's been. I mean, yeah, I mean and, he's been quality. And, yeah, they they've had their, you know, and you thought you would get a like, you thought Missouri's offense wouldn't take that much of a step back from last year. No, when you talk about, I thought Kelly Bryant's better than Drew Locke. Probably not a better like raw thrower, but yeah. he's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Yeah, he's probably a really? better athlete. I don't know about a better quarterback. Drew Locke is pretty good. Drew Locke has like Drew Locke could throw the ball. I don't know if he's a good quarterback. Per he's, se. he's he looked good against us last year. I'll say that. Oh yeah, but everybody looked good against yeah, us. That's true. So that's that's a little unfair. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I th- I think Tennessee should win that. I, I feel like this is kind of. Like you said up front, but I feel like it's more so on our defense. Are we able to contain Kelly Bryant, Roundtree? You know, just keep pl- keep building and keep playing the way we've been playing. Don't take a step back from this bye week. Make, keep a step forward. Yeah. Um, and and it's crazy. Like we were talking about, 
the beginning of this season how Tennessee's defense is probably going to be the struggle, um, especially on the defensive line, and they've played lights out the past couple weeks. Like yeah. I don't think you could ask anything more of that defensive line. The no, they played really weeks. well, especially because they're playing thin too. There's not a lot of rota- There's not as much rotation as there needs to be up there. Yep. So, hey, Elijah Simmons, he's got two more games he can play in. So I feel like we'll see a lot of Elijah Simmons. Yeah, I, I assume he's traveling. Yeah, I don't know. He traveled to Kentucky. He traveled to Kentucky, so I assume he's traveling. And he and he's on the goal. He's on goal line. So, yeah. I got to put him on the goal line. Yeah, I guess they never. I mean, Jerry Pruitt flat out said he wanted to redshirt him, right? Yeah, he is a retro okay. Yes. So, you can only play him in two more games. That's nice. tough. How do you... I feel like you shouldn't say that if he's already played in two and he's only got two more left. Because you could... I guess if you roll him out in these two must-win games, you you cannot play him in the bowl game. Yeah. That's what wild. Because you want to win that bowl game if you get there. Yeah. Whew. That's wild. SEC games are more important in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's just... Yeah. When you get to that bowl game and you need... You need that win too. <laughs> I mean, here's what what could happen too: some defensive linemen get banged up or injured. He may he may have to play him and burn a red shirt. That's what sucks. Yeah, I think they'll figure it out. They probably won't. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to red shirt him. They're yeah. going to try to. It's obvious. Uh, so I just want to look at round because I know I guess Roundtree has been injured since Kentucky because uh, he only rushed for nine and seven times against Georgia and Florida. Yeah, they just win or I don't think he was necessarily injured against. Florida, he, well, they just didn't run the ball. And they were yeah. playing from behind. Yeah, they were but, playing from behind most of the game. But he's been banged up lately, too. Which yeah. Let me, look at the, let me look at the other running back stats, and that can tell us at least more. Than. And at the beginning of the season, they were running the football, and that's what made them effective. But now it's – I wouldn't say that. They lost to Wyoming. <laughs> well, I mean, they put up more points. Yeah. Um, and now they kind of been at a standstill. And, and you look at where Tennessee's come from and, you know, how – these last couple weeks have been, you just think Tennessee's going to win this game. You think. It just, it also, just, Pruitt said these are our two best practices we've had all year, and that is a terrifying thing to hear before a game that you need to win. Yeah, that is. <laughs> he jinxed us. Crap. Yeah, that is terrifying to hear. Um, what yeah. about their receivers not catching a touchdown in SEC play? Their receivers have been terrible the last two years. That's terrible. wild. Their receivers have been awful. That's insane. They probably would have. They probably would have beat Georgia last year if they could catch. They could physically catch the football. Their best receiver in terms of like going up and catching is a tight end. Yeah. Yardage wise, he's not. But uh, tight end's never going to lead in yardage. Yeah. That that's just insane to me. I I cannot believe that stat. How do you? He is the third leading receiver on the team though, and he's got. And it's crazy that their offense is so much different than they were last year, and you have the same offensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it changes every year. Right. You change quarterbacks, but Kelly Bryant didn't come from just a running. No. You know, he threw the ball over the field at Clemson as well. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have those receivers. He no, did at Clemson it's, it's a either. different world. It's a different world. Yeah. No, it's um. Missouri. It should be again. You're you're better. You're better than Missouri currently. Yep. Tennessee on Saturday will be a better team than Missouri. You should go out and win. I'm going to go ahead and throw out. I'm not going to throw out a score prediction, but I'll say we win by six. I'm going to go 2010. Balls. Mm, another low scoring affair. I don't know if I can handle that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be low scoring. Yeah. It's not going to be good on the old blood pressure from no. the uh, Vol fans. But, no. hey, we're used to it by now. Right. 
Unfortunately, we were very used to it. Yep. Um. Yeah. The but yeah. So we should get. We should go into. It's gonna be a cold one. That kind of. We played good against Kentucky. It was pretty cold. Um. So I mean, hopefully, I'm gonna see us play four quarters. Yeah. Football. That would be nice. I want to see. I feel like our defense has played four quarters. Our offenses. Well, I don't know. Our defense gave up thirteen in the first half. First quarter. First quarter. Mm. Yeah. That. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So I guess and it's always the first drive. Tennessee can't get a stop on the first drive. They got to do that Saturday. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean that. That's a. I four quarters is definitely going to be needed, especially from our offense. I think that's where it's going to really matter because if you can get out, especially you know when you said you talked about Missouri playing from behind against Florida, if you can put them back and make them try to throw the ball, we know we they can run the ball. We know they can't throw it. Mm. Try to get out ahead and make them chase. Yeah. And, and I, I like our defense. I like our pass rushers. I'm liking the way Nigel Warriors playing. Um, our secondary's playing well. Schamberger, um, Theo Jackson's played well. Jalen McCullough's played pretty good. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like our chances if they're coming from behind. Right. Yeah. So try to get try to get out early. That'd be nice for sure. Team news. Team news. Um, the first one, Juwan Jennings was left off the. Litnikov. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, when you look at stats, like it kind of makes sense. It's unfortunate, but yeah. I just I don't know. Some of the people on there, I was just like, they don't have that good of stats either. Yeah, but they're better than Juwan Jennings, like Are stats they? was. When you look at the semifinalist, yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, like my my biggest combat to that is like, but it's not an MVP award. So it's not it's the best wide receiver. And but I feel like when you turk when you talk about just I don't know, he does a lot for Tennessee that a sports writer who doesn't watch Tennessee play isn't gonna understand. And that's fine. I mean it's just the way it works. Yeah. I I mean I just I don't know why you put the fan vote out there if like it doesn't mean anything. And I'm not saying he wins it, but I think he should like if that many people think he should win and, the award, but it was all Tennessee fans, right? But still, <laughs> that's what. But I hate fan. I hate fan voting. Like I hate that fan voting in MLB All Star. Like I think it's so stupid. Yeah, because like, what was it the year that Kansas City had the entire outfield just because their fans went and that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's cool that Tennessee took it over or whatever. I feel like if you're gonna do it, it should count for more than one vote. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean if, we're, if we're just looking at. Like, he blocks well, too. Like, there's other stats on there that's not really accounted for. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just part of being a wide receiver. Well, I know. But if we're giving it to the best wide receiver, you got to take into account every bit of it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's that's not going to happen ever in the history of ever. Like, a a quarterback statistics are never going to be like, can he change the play at the line of scrimmage? Like, there's not a statistic for that. I mean, there's pancakes and stuff. Well, yeah, but that's like the only offensive line statistic. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like there. I feel like he deserves to be on the semifinal list. If he's not on the finalist, that's fine. But I feel like he he's deserving as anybody else. I didn't look at who I was on the semifinal list. Uh, I saw the stats comparison. I didn't see names. I don't know who's on it. I know because like, I mean he's up there in yardage with everybody in the SEC. I'm pretty sure. I think he's like fifth. Like I'll look it up. Behind like. Fifth. Alabama's. Behind the guys that are in the semi, the, behind the guys that are in the semifinal. I mean, I I think Jawan Jennings is deserve of plenty of awards, but it's just like I mean, it's just the way the world works. Like 
the way football has always been and probably always will be. Yeah, that's bull. I mean, there's stuff there's stuff that you do on a football field that cannot be calculated in statistics, and it's part of playing the sport. I mean, bullcraft to me. Um, other news: Carlin Fields and me will redshirt. Jeremy Prude announced that, so you know he he I think he had a surgery of some sort before the season and kind of been banged up, so. They're going to redshirt him. We get him back next year. I feel like he he played a solid role for us last year, and he's a guy that can run. Yeah, I think it's more about getting guys. You got guys like Eric Gray in here, um, and then you have Tim Jordan and Tachin. It's just like not enough carries to go around sometimes, especially because like outside of Tim Jordan being not so healthy at the beginning of the year, they've been healthy. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, but if you redshirt him, like, do you really get anything next year? Because you probably return everybody, right? I mean, no, but you if you have that redshirt availability, you're probably going to do it anyways. I mean, it's probably something they came to the conclusion to do. Oh, yeah, I, like, I agree. So that's why they did it. Because, I mean, those guys could get injured next year. Yeah, I just, I don't know if you're, it, it might have to deal with school as well. Um, He might get another year of school, paid for, he might do his master's program. I don't know. That's just a weird. I mean, he's not going go to go to the league right now. So right. it's like. Well, he, I know, but the Brandon Johnson thing makes sense because you're losing guys. But Carlin feels to me like you don't really lose anybody. Next I don't think year. it's, but I mean, we know they're not actively recruiting a ton of a ton of backs either. Yeah, I mean, you have T. Hodge. You're trying to get another one. You know, Lenneth Whitehead might be one that they bring over to running running back instead of linebacker. And they've moved Amid around to DB too. So. They'll move anybody anywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, like it may be that too. I mean, I just think this is more of a situation. If it was, if if he had a chance to go to the NFL, obviously he wouldn't be redshirting. But he knows, and the coaching staff knows that's not going to happen right now. You know, he may go have a good pro day and get a chance on a practice squad. You know, get into a mini camp, get into a practice squad, possibly maybe make a team. But like the chance of that's slim to none at this moment in time. So probably just going to take the year and yeah. Um, then he also said, Juwan, Bill, "Oh, sorry, Jawan Jennings is Jawan Jennings is seventh in the SEC in, in yards. In yards, what about touchdowns? Duh, it's not ranked, but he looks like he's probably a seventh. Is probably about right. Okay, because you've got guys with, I mean, guys way down on the list with like eight. He has seven touchdowns. Eight, nine, eleven, eleven, thirteen. Yeah, probably around that same thing. Yeah, probably around seven. I mean, maybe maybe up to like fifth. Hmm. Um, Baylor Buchanan will not play the rest of this year. Um, Jeremy Pruitt announced. So who will be back next year? I mean, he played a good role last year in that star position. Shamburgers, you know, came in this year and played it. I think just as good as he did last year. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do with. The DBs, we have a lot of DBs, or especially corners, coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really lose anybody at that position, so it would be interesting to see kind of who takes that star position, who is the starting corners next year. Because you thought, like, Bryce Thompson, Alante Taylor, you thought Baylon Buchanan would be the star, and then Nigel Warrior and uh, Trayvon Flowers. Flowers got hurt. Dio Jackson came in, and now Kenneth George um, was playing – Ahead of Vellante Taylor and Bryce Thompson was suspended, so they played Warren Burrell. So you're, you've played a lot of people at those positions right. this, this season. So it would be good to get him back. Um, and then Pruitt announced that he said that we're probably the healthiest we've been in a long time. I thought that was an interesting quote. 
because we had some guys banged up. But I mean, that's it comes at a bye week. You know, you get people healthy, and I thought that was interesting because that that has not been the case the past what five six years. Uh, probably three or four. Because right, right when Bush Jones first got here, I don't remember any like. I don't remember a ton of injuries. And I think the biggest thing about Pruitt is that he's willing to play guys that are banged up, which you should be. Like, like Again, no one is healthy in November, ever. Yeah. If you are, you're not playing the sport, right? It's yeah. just, I mean, and that's with any sport. In basketball, if you're fully healthy in March, you're playing the sport wrong. So, I think, because you talk about when Pruitt got in here, he's like, the way... We hand went right when we first got here. The way we handled handle handle injured players has got to change. It changed yeah. it drastically. So I think it more has to do with guys are now getting. I say this right, getting injured, and they're get they're getting banged up, and they're not getting. It's not like severe. Yeah. So you have a lot of those injuries where it's like bum ankles. You know, you're you're. Back's probably hurting a little bit. Whatever. You know, you're, you're tight from playing football for three months. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, because, like, even even guys like, you know, uh, uh, I guess Toto is a great example. He They said he hadn't been healthy for weeks, and he's been playing. Yeah. So when he says this is the healthiest we've been, he's probably more just referring to this is the healthiest we've been in weeks. Mm-hmm. He may be talking about the program as a whole, but he's probably just talking about the team. Yeah. Because you've had all these guys <clears> – <throat> that have been banged up, you're finally getting them back because they've been able to rest. And I could be wrong. He may be talking about the program in general, but I think the well, way... They, I mean, I'm sure when he came in, he was like, God, this yeah. guy's injured, this guy's injured. What the what the yeah. heck has been going on? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, even even last year, like, I mean, which Trey Smith is a totally different situation, but for, like, you guys like Trey Smith out of spring and even summer ball. Yep. So you're, you you don't have all these guys. I, I mean, he may be talking about the program, but he's probably more talking about the team because like, there's a lot of injury. We didn't know. We knew Bryce Thompson was like battling... Probably an ankle, but they never flat out said he wasn't missing much practice. We didn't know he was injured until after the Kentucky game. Yep. Um, obviously, you saw some small stuff there, but you just weren't. Nothing was like for sure. So you had that Bryce Thompson. Um, yeah. So a bunch of those guys getting healthy that probably just needed, honestly, probably just needed a week off to get as close to 100% as possible. You ready for the end of the season? Yep. These games are important for so, like I said, for so many reasons. Bowl eligibility is the obvious first reason. Um, Pruitt said last year, I think it's you get like twenty extra practices. I mean, those practices are huge, especially when you're talking about all these young guys you have on your roster. Somebody asked in a press conference, and it might have been Monday. They're like, he's like, uh, do you think it's a good thing to be bowl eligible? He's like, yeah, you get twenty extra practices and you get more wins because you're bowl eligible. Interesting. Who would ask that? You think? <laughs> do you think it's a good thing to be bowl eligible? Hopefully that's not what they meant when they yeah, said that maybe question. Maybe it was like, a, do you think it's good for your program to be bowl eligible? And maybe he just wanted him to go into, you know, how it was big for the program. But right. He's just like, yeah. You, I mean, it's better than not being bowl right, eligible. Yeah. It's better hopefully than staying they, at home. Hopefully they just worded that really poorly. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, obviously bowl eligibility is very, very important for a number of reasons. I mean, yeah. Uh, recruiting, recruiting, winning. Yeah. It is a, it's, it's big. Um, we're going to talk about the Alabama state win before we do that. Also, before we talk about the Alabama state win and before I tell you guys about eight, six, five X throwing, what about the dude hitting the 
first off, he hit a layup. I feel like the key to doing the layup free throw half court shot is you got to hit your first free throw. If you miss your first free throw, your 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 grooves off. You ain't hitting the half court shot. No. So he hits layup, hits free throw, and then he has some very bad attempts from deep at first. Yeah. And then just drains it like a no doubter. So that was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about A65 Axe Throwing. It is a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date nights, birthdays, anniversaries, friends night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, 865 Throwing, where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have a friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jinga, or hang out by the fire. They are family-friendly. Excuse me, farm fun. Go check them out. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook right now. They've got a website coming soon. Go check them out, guys. And they announced a couple days ago. Beer and axes? Yeah, BYOB. They've got certain hours, so make sure you check their Twitter and Facebook um, they've got certain hours that you can um, BYOB, so check that out. Go there on the weekend. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to get there this weekend. Um, well, you know, plan is to go Saturday. Didn't work out last weekend. Um, we're gonna try to though. Yeah, we're gonna try to get there. So the plan is to be there Saturday. If y'all want, you can message us if you uh, message us if you want and come hang out. So yeah, so let's talk about Alabama State. Man. It, it was uh first off, did we use all of Ponza's magic up in the first three games? <laughs> he had eleven. Yeah, no, he was he did fine. No, he just he was missing a couple shots earlier that didn't look good. Oh yeah. Bowden yeah. Bowden came off search searching for that one thousand and airballed his first one. Yeah. Um we didn't so, shoot well from three. Not as we well did not as we think twenty eight percent didn't write that one down. Twenty eight percent I think. We did shoot forty forty six percent from the field, which isn't bad, especially, you know, considering you scored seventy what was the final? I didn't write it down. Seventy six forty one. Um so yeah, considering you shot and scored seventy six points, I mean forty six percent is not bad. Uh, it's pretty good from the field. You'll take that just about any night of the week, regardless of who you're playing. Um but yeah, I mean Lamonte and Bowden, like I said, those one thousand points are huge, awesome. Um, somebody told me it was exactly 364 days after Admiral and Grant did it in, in the same game. I didn't even realize they did it in the same game. So I they're didn't. so I, I didn't realize they did it in the same game. I knew they were both 1,000 point scores. I just didn't know. Yeah, it was done in the same game. That's what somebody told me. Now that yeah. could be wrong. Could be wrong. That's that's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I do want to talk about go through some stats. Uh, Fulgerson had 10 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block, and two turnovers. Um, obviously if folk can give us 10 points every night, I feel good on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, we're going to need some more rebounding from him. Yep. He's got to find a way to be effective on the boards. He's pretty much our only big man. Like is he six ten? I think six nine. Yes. Around that. And he's not, he doesn't play like a true five, but he's going to have to figure out a way to get more boards. Yeah. Him and pawns are our big man, big, I yeah. guess. And they had one rebound a piece at halftime. Yeah. They've got to figure out how to be more effective. Uh, on the boards. And I guess, you know, you could argue that maybe they're doing enough to open up chances for Josiah James, who had 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. You might be able to argue that. We did out-rebound him 45 to 30. Um, so maybe you could argue that. I don't I don't know. Uh, but I think we just – we need more production from him to, there. The points, if he can give us 10 points every night, I feel really good about what we do. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely going to need more from, from down, down low for him. 
Uh, Lamonte had 13 points, three rebounds, six assists, two steals, and uh, three turnovers. That assist number, uh, if he can give us close to double-digit assists every game, again. Uh, I, I, I said we needed him and uh, Bowden to score 20 every night. Uh, if his assists can be close to double digits and he can give us around 10, 15 points, again, you're going to win a lot of games if you can. Yeah, and we said that not thinking Pons is going to score right. in double digits every night. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if Turner's able to make an impact in that assist column, that's going to be huge for for him not being forced to score a lot of points. Yeah. We saw what he can do going to the basket. I kind of wonder if that's a little bit to do with the shoulder. Yeah. yeah, Not being as aggressive because he only, you know, he wasn't shooting well outside. He missed three or four shots early on. Finally was like, all right, I'm going to go to the rim to get my 1,000 points. And, and he went easy. Yep. I mean, easy to get it. And uh, he can do that. I, I do kind of wonder if maybe that shoulder's holding him back just a little bit because he can do it just as well as Bone could. Um, we just need him to do. And when him and Bone were battling for that starting point guard position two years ago, I was like, whichever one starts playing more aggressive is going to get the starting job. Mm-hmm. And Bone started playing more aggressive. Yeah. Um, so we're going to need that from Lamonte now. Uh, Bowden was 16 points, two rebounds, uh, an assist, two blocks, zero turnover. Or sorry, no, two turnovers from him. And he had one block. And four steals. Four steals. That was the stat I was looking for. Yeah. That was impressive. One block, four steals from him. Um, Bowden's, Bowden's an all-SEC player. Uh, judging by... I mean, you got to wait until you really get an SEC play. But judging by most of the guards we've seen so far, he may be a first-team All-SEC. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's going to depend on what these guys do. A lot of these freshmen at Kentucky are going to come around in, in the month, the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but right now, if he, if he can keep pace and some of these guys don't really ever come to, he may be a first-team All-SEC guy. Yeah. Uh, Pons, you mentioned him being able to score double-digit points each night of the of the, uh, of the week now. Pons at 11, five rebounds, uh, an assist, two turnovers, and three blocks. Yeah, we, and those two blocks were in like the first like four minutes of the game. I want to see, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six? What's he listed at? Yeah, 6'6". Six, six. I want to see the stat for 6'6". Six, six. He has to lead the nation in blocks for guys under 6'8". Yeah. He has oh, to. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And and like to the our opponent's like defense, like they don't think that guy's going to jump yeah. that high. And block that shot, but Pons he, is a freak athlete, and he gets most of his blocks in in the support role mm-hmm. where he'll have a guy on him, the dude will go up and shoot, and Pons is usually coming up from either behind you or behind the defender, first defender, and making a play. I mean, he is. Do you do you ever remember ridiculous. just somebody that like was just a freak athlete in this program, just like Pons, like not not so much like great at basketball, right. just like right. a freak, like strong, fast can jump out of the gym. Like, I don't remember somebody like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, there's guys that, like, would get the ball, and you're thinking, big dunk's coming. But I don't really think that way with pawns. I'm more like, I see him backside a little open. I'm like, dunk's coming. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. he's probably getting that alley throw. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like when Tobias Harris would get the ball, that was the guy you were like, big plays about to happen. I don't, like. Yeah, but even like him, like, it was, yeah. he wasn't just like a freak No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I. I'm trying to really think, like, who got the ball in their hands where I was like, something big's happened. Grant was like, got the ball in his hand, and you're like, dude's about to grind out up two points somehow. <laughs> like, yeah. his was not – yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm, I can't think of anyone. I'm sure there were guys, especially when Tennessee was good and the, you know. I don't – again, freak – just freak athlete. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think 
and I'll keep rolling through these. I think Josiah James might have the opportunity to be a similar, similar two pawns in that regard. He can jump. He looks, I mean, he's one of the bigger guards on our team. Yeah. Um, he's just got a big body. Now we need more points from him. Three points yeah, is not enough. Score, yeah. But again, if he can make up for it in other categories right now and let the game come to him, I'm confident he may start scoring points through 13 rebounds, five assists. Uh, he had three turnovers. I swear he had at least one steal, but they've got him at zero. I thought I remember him having a steal. I don't know, but whatever. Um, again, if he can make some, you know, make an impact in those categories, I'm, I'm confident the points will come to him. We just we need him. So his, his shot looks bad. His shot looks bad. He has he was injured a lot of the preseason, so that had to hurt some of the development. Yeah, and but and he's he said after the game that he doesn't care about scoring. Um, but I will say this: when Lamonte and Bowden are not able to be on the court at the same time. We need somebody else to be yeah. able to score some points. You, you have to care about scoring. I didn't hear that part. You have to care about scoring, not because we need you. We need it from you. Like we need you to be a little selfish. Yeah, because we need points from you. Yeah, you're our starting. You're starting. I guess you're technically the two. I guess or is, I, don't, I don't know. Or three. Yeah, it's something it's like two that. or three. Hammer yeah. bow. I don't know which one's the two or three. We need points from you. We're going to need points from you. If he had gotten into double digits, all of our starters would have been into double digits. I think that's the same for Washington. I think that would have been the same case. Okay. I don't think he got into double digits, but I think everybody else did. Yeah, and his his first points didn't come like late in the second half. Yeah. So, yeah, got, got to have more from him. He was one for seven from the floor. Yeah. He, he he did look less hesitant than he has in previous games. Yeah. So, maybe that yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, the big one of the biggest things about Pond's development is he's now looking to shoot first when he gets – you know, when he gets a step on a guy instead of looking to pass uh, like he always did last year. But now you, he, he is getting that shoot-first mentality when he gets the ball in his hand. You can see the kind of the um, talent in Josiah James. Yeah, oh, 100%. Be- because he can impact the game in so many ways. Right. I mean, you said he had, fi- he had five assists and 13 rebounds. Like, he can fill the stat sheet. Uh-huh. We just need a little bit more points from him. Yeah, we need more points. And Even then, if it's eight. Yeah. Like, just around 10 points. He, he needs to score around 10 and, points. And at least be a scoring threat. You, you mentioned one for seven is not good. Um, you need to be a scoring threat. Someone that someone that they have to account for. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Like, we were talking about how much longer can Pond start when you were talking about that getting into getting into March and April last year. How much longer can Pond start? Because eventually teams are going to know we don't have to account for him on the defensive end of the court. Mm-hmm. Got to start impacting the game in more ways, which that's not going to be the case of Josiah because he can do a lot more. Yeah. They're going to have to account for him. In some, but if they can take away, if they don't have to worry about him going to the rim or being able to shoot from 15 feet, they're not going to have to defend him as hard. Yeah, and, and so you're going to have to you're going to have to at least be willing to to try to get to the hole. So that, that you know, that's good. And I, I, sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I, I want to mention if you're going to talk about Josiah James, I do want to mention our bench played pretty good last night. There were other guys that had pretty good stats. I think Devontae Gaines had a few points. Um, uh, Kumwa had a few points, but Pember came into the game, had eight minutes, eight points, five rebounds, an assist. Uh, he did have two turnovers, but he got to the foul line, I think, t- two different times. He got to the foul line five times. Five times. He was six for 10 at the free okay. throw line. Wow. I mean, just, yeah, just eight minutes. Like, he yeah. was able to impact the game that much. And and right now, he looks like a baby giraffe. Like, yeah, he looks he, like he, he, he looks, looks like his mother just birthed him. And they were like, sub that dude in. That was awesome. Yeah. He just came out of a draft vagina and put him oh on the court. God. And uh, look at the t-shirt he's wearing. That's hilarious. Put him on the court. By yeah. the way, I love it. He's like, that's my look. <coughs> First off, if that's your look, just do it. Like, Pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. 
No one's hating. You got to own it. Right. So do your thing. And um, yeah, so, but he came out there and he baby draft his way to eight points. And if he can baby draft his way to eight points against SEC opponents, fine by me. Yeah, he was in there two minutes and I turned to Caleb and I was like, he has more points than Josiah James right yeah. now. Because he got two quick free throws and I think he hit a little jumper from like the yeah. block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked good. I mean, that the all the young guys kind of stood out to me. You know, you, you talk about... I think Devontae Gaines only had like three points, but like he looked... I don't know if he was doing a good job or even a decent job of managing the offense, but he looked like he was trying to take control of the offense. Yeah, I mean, he had four points, six rebounds, and two assists. Like, he impacted the game when he came in. Um, and you talked about Kumwal. He had eight points, five rebounds. Yeah, just, I mean, just a solid game from those young guys that yeah. we haven't seen a ton of. And, and we talked about against Washington, you're going to have to play more than seven people. Right. Um, and I think in that game, Jalen Johnson only had like six or seven minutes. So mm-hmm. it, it, you basically played six guys. Right. You're going to need more. And, and, you know, they they came in and played well. Yeah, it's Alabama State, and they were terrible. Yeah. Um, but we played good defense. You know, we smothered them, and they shot 28% from the field, 20% from three. They hit a couple early threes, and I was nervous. I was like, it's going to be one of those games, huh? Yeah. And they, they had 19 turnovers. So, I mean, defensively, you really can't say anything. Yeah. And we had some shaky moments. They they didn't score a field goal. They scored one field goal in the last, like, nine minutes and 32 seconds, something like that. Yeah, so they, they didn't make a field goal. I think they had shot a couple free throws. Oh, that, that was it? Yeah, and that was, that was okay. it. So, 9-39, I think, was the mark that they did not score the rest of the game. Or they didn't score a field goal the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, and the first half was kind of a, a weird, like, we jumped out to a, a pretty good lead, and then we just kind of stopped. Stop. Like we couldn't yeah. throw it in the ocean. We couldn't really do anything. We're yeah, we turning had a, the ball over. It's very sloppy. We had a couple of sloppy minutes of basketball there. Yep. And that that's why the score was so low at halftime. It was only thirty four to twenty three. But I, I like where I like where we're at defensively. I think it's going to help us in SEC play when we're not able. You know, the, just like football, this season's a grind. So when you get yeah. in those later games, like you need to have a good defense to keep other people from scoring. Right. Um, so I, I like where we're at with that regard. You know, we're going to need more from Josiah James. We're going to need some more from our bench. And it worries me if we ever get into foul trouble. It really does. Okay, so that, I'm looking at the game, the play-by-play stats. They made a lot of field goals in the final. Am I looking at it backwards? Okay, I was looking at the first half. Okay. That's why, into the first half. In a second, here we go. All right, I'm going to try to track it. Um, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. Um but, dude, I, I love the way Ponce is protecting the rim. I think it's yeah, incredible. It's going to help us a lot, especially if uh, Fulgerson's able to make that impact. Like, he doesn't have to make a ton of plays. He's just got to be able to hold guys off and let that support come out. Yeah. So In the last couple games, we've shot well from three. We didn't really shoot well. I thought it was funny. Though. We missed three, and then they're like, yeah, if we hit ten threes, then we'll get free Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Wasn't even close. No, we were not getting there. No. Nope. Yeah, they they made some free throws there on the back end of that nine minute, nine minutes and thirty nine seconds. They hit a three, maybe. Hold on, nine nine thirty nine. He hit a layup. That was their last field goal. Yep. They hit after that. They hit six free throws to finish out the game. Nice. I mean, forty one. No matter who you play in college basketball, if you can keep them from scoring a field goal in the final nine minutes, that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, and, you know, obviously not like crown them champions impressive but it's a good stat and tom the the basketball's sid said he had a tweet of barnes's air records that were set um 
during last night's game. Fewest points by an opponent was 41. Um, fewest field goals by an opponent was 14. Fewest offensive rebounds by an opponent was four. And then fewest blocks by an opponent, um, zero. He's no just, blocks. He's just coasting to that that retirement, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, just coasting. I mean, Alabama State's terrible. I'll, I'll give people that. But, I mean, we we look like a good no, – we, we look, look like the number 20 team in the country. Yeah, we look fine. We look fine. We, I mean, we're obviously still improving in some areas, but we look fine. Um, we do need to briefly talk about the TBA taco. He got some grief last night. Um, so I have a question about that. Oh, you have a question about that? I do want to say, man, keep doing your thing. You, if we've won since Kentucky in seventeen, whatever you said, twenty nine, we since the home home streak started, wear it. But stop tweeting about it. No one cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quit, so, name, quit Josh Dobbs name searching. Um, so Nick Henningson said, uh, "Question for the show: Why is everyone hating on Taco Guy for the B ball games?" I personally think it's funny and shows UT's fan base well. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I mean, I don't care either way. Uh, people are going to make fun of him because he's an easy target. And then he tweets back at him and they just continue. To- yeah. So it's like, I mean, if he if he never tweeted back at him, people would just say one thing and they'd probably stop. But yeah. Um, apparently his IQ is 150, which is really impressive for a, a taco. Well, he said it was, that was in sixth grade. In sixth grade. Yeah. I wonder what it is now. What's the ratio? Like, how does that? Yeah. Did you get smarter? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, that's. I'm not hating on him. Like, we dress, I could care less. I could care less. Yeah. I'm like, if I get a chance to make fun of him, that's like easy. Like in terms of he does something stupid, I'm. Let's be honest. I'm probably gonna do it. Like everybody's gonna do it. You're gonna do it as a taco. You would do it. Yeah. But you also can't like, you putting yourself in the front row of a twenty thousand seat arena wearing a taco suit. You're gonna have people that don't like you. Yeah. I so mean, quit name searching and just be done with it. Yeah. I, I don't. I could care less about the yeah. whole thing. I think it's. Kind hey, of gross! He hasn't washed it, but it, I don't think that's I don't think that's been confirmed. I mean, I'm gonna assume who washes a costume. We never washed the ones that's we would true, wear. That's true, but I didn't wear. I don't think I wore it 29 times. I, I wore my banana suit. I used to wear that thing a lot. Well, you're disgusting. I mean, did it stink? Not that I like. I don't remember it being like overly stinky. Well, you you can't smell your own stink. So I mean, you can if you're clean and you put <laughs> stinky clothes on. <laughs> what? Do you just assume you never stink? Huh? Do you just assume you never stink? I mean, I shower. Yeah, but you've never like. I mean, I I know when I stink, but like I can't really like. You've never picked up a shirt and been like, "Oh, that's a dirty shirt." See, not you not can't really. tell. So like, there's a chance you might have worn a dirty shirt and you just didn't know it. I like, mean, I I, I I probably have worn a dirty shirt, but it wasn't like stinking. That's it. It didn't reek. Okay, but you've never picked up a shirt and been like, "Oh, oh, that's bad." Like I wore, oh, I, that's the shirt I worked out in the other day. I forgot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like even like sitting at the I house, mean, you, you could. I don't think you can smell like now. Somebody beside you, are like, damn, that dude stinks. You can't. But I don't think that guy like knew he stunk. I mean, I get what you're saying to an extent. So like, you've never gotten out of the shower. So do you sleep in what? Do you, do you sleep in pajamas, shorts? What do you sleep in? I just sleep in underwear. Like the underwear you wore that day, or like you get new underwear out of the drawer. Like how do you? So do I take it? showers at night, so I change my underwear, so I sleep in those clean okay. underwear. So I sleep in the same, r- roughly the same shorts every night. Not every night. Obviously, I change them out every couple nights. Yeah. But at some point, they start stinking. I'm go to get in bed, and I'm like, oh, these smell bad. I'm not sleeping in them. You don't get to that point. Like <laughs> no, you've never done that. I don't think so. No. How often do you like what? <laughs> okay, like a jacket. Do you wash a hoodie every time you wear it? No. So like a hoodie, when did when do you decide to wash it? 
I mean, I, I don't think I wear my hoodies enough where they would stink that much. Try, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I've never gotten to that point where like, man, my clothes stink. Now after football practice, that's different. Like you, like, you know, you stink. So you wash those clothes. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't that, like, that's got something out of the drawer and and be like, oh, that stinks. Not out of the drawer, just like, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, I feel like a hoodie's a good example. You've never sweat in a hoodie. Like, you've never gone and worked out in a hoodie. I guess, I, I mean, you're always going to wash that. I'm just trying to think of, like, a really good example. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm telling y'all, I don't, I don't think I've gotten to that point where I've, like, smelled my odor th- in a shirt. I mean, like, obviously, shirts are different because shirts are rarer. Because you're going to throw them in a hamper. They may be in the bathroom floor, but you're going to assume it's dirty. So shirts are, shirts are... I feel like jackets, though. I don't know. I guess that's where I wear jackets to soccer practice or to work out in. And I either like hang them up or forget that I wore soccer and I pick it up. I'm like, oh, that stinks. Yeah. I don't know. You've just never gotten to that point? I mean, if, if I sweat in it, like, I'm going to wash it. Right. But like, but I've never gotten to the point where I like pick it up like after I've sweat in it and be like, oh, no. But like jackets, if I like hang them up and forget about them. You've never gotten to that point, ever. I don't think so. Jeans. See, I, I wear... Jeans. I, I don't wash... I, like, I wear jeans Like, two or three times. days yeah. before you wash them. So, you've never been, like... You've never gone to put them on and been like, whoa, nope, gotta wash those. No. <laughs> how do you keep track? Do you have a calendar? Do you know exactly how many times you've worn your jeans? Yeah, I mean, I, I usually wash them, like, every week and have them for that week. And you've never like gone to put them on and been like, mm. no. I wore those immediately after I worked out the other day. Those are stinky. No, you don't know your own stink. That you can't. Admit I mean, your own stink. I, I have a lot of allergies, so I probably couldn't. You, you can't. You can't admit your own stink. <laughs> I mean, when I fart, I'm like, oh, that stinks. Like, yeah, but you can't. You can't admit your own stink. Because <laughs> I don't stink. Like, if you stink, you everybody stink. stinks I'm, at some point uh, in the day. That's uh, everybody stinks at some. Do you keep deodorant at your desk? I have deodorant in my bag, yeah. At your desk? You yeah. just put it on when you're like, I feel like I need to put on deodorant. I mean, I don't feel like I need to, because I don't stink. You don't just, you don't normally. I do not stink. I don't know how many times, I do not stink. You just can't admit it. <laughs> Every human being, like, has a, I, like, has I'll a, admit, like, if I, has a stink peak. Like, eventually, like, like, if, I, I mean, if I didn't shower, Every day, like I feel like I would stink, but I, like I don't get to the point where I stink. So people, so the only way you can stink is if you don't shower every day. Like everyone who showers every day is gonna stink at some point. I mean, if they sweat, yeah, they probably stink. I mean, I feel like just being. I mean, a, if I sweat, like I'll probably stink, but I usually I will shower after I sweat. Yeah, I feel like most humans just you, you don't have to sweat. You just reach a point in your day that this is taking way too long. I don't. Oh, I forgot. I feel like I you would have to shower. To put the victory cap on. Three or four times a day. I don't know how, how stinky are you. What? How do you need to take four showers? In I mean, a day? let me ask you this: You walk outside in, in ninety-five degree summers in Knoxville. Yeah. Like you just go outside for fifteen minutes in your work clothes. You don't sweat. Yeah, probably. You're producing stink when you sweat. I mean, it's, you realize it's, that, not, right? it's not bad enough where somebody's like, oh, that dude stinks. That's not what I mean. I mean, you just smell like, you know, you need to go home and take a shower. Yeah. And I'll you do stink. that. No, that doesn't. Yes. Just because you sweat don't mean you stink. I mean, yeah, you're not to the stinking to the point that people are like, all right, I can't sit next to this. <laughs> yeah. 
If you get to that point, you probably haven't showered in like three days. Yeah, you stink. But you can stink without sticking to that point. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't understand this. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I'm telling you, I have not gotten to that point where I feel like I stink. That you feel like. I mean, somebody, I don't, I've never been told that I stink. I need to go take a shower unless I got done at like football practice or something. Yeah. That, that wasn't the point. I didn't mean get to that point of stinking. I just mean get to the point of stinking like that you feel like you need to shower. Like you get home from work. You know you're out in the summer. You uh, know, this is taking way too long. You know you were outside that day because you all had to go outside and watch some stupid Clayton plane show. <laughs> what? It just seems like something Clayton would do. Remember A that plane show? You remember that concert you showed me where you guys were like, I don't know what it was. Some event. Oh, yeah. I just feel like they would be like, guys, come outside. We got the Blue Angels for y'all today <laughs> in the middle of the summer. Pretty, pretty cool. The middle I mean, summer, that, would that would be cool. Be, That's that what I'm saying. Be. You go out there, you had to watch a plane show for an hour and a half. You're going to sweat. And yeah. You're you, going to stink. Yeah. you. But you can shower at work. <laughs> oh, is everybody going to go shower at the same time? You got enough for everybody there? Probably, I mean, you're probably <laughs> going to wait a while, but you can shower. <laughs> oh. Um, so I guess Memphis is next. I don't know what you want to talk about. Wiseman being suspended or Penny being Penny? I, I just don't like... So James Wiseman is suspended for the 12 games and has to pay the 11500 that was given to him? Probably, yeah. I don't understand that part of it. Twelve. Like I don't think he should have been suspended for the year. I also love how Memphis fans <laughs> are like, you're ruining this young man's opportunity. He's going to be in the NBA next year. Regardless. Yeah. Like, he could sit out all year. He'll probably He's be the number be. one pick, yeah. He's, yeah, so... Don't give me that crap. Whereas you have guys like, you know, there there's some people that won't be playing in you know the NFL or the NBA. They're ineligible right now. Who the NCAA really are ruining their little opportunities they have. Plus, so don't give me that crap. Yeah, Urosh. Yeah, I Free doubt. Urosh. I doubt he'll be right now. If, if which he could improve a lot. I mean, a lot of people would say Grant would not never make it in the league. They, some people still said that after Tennessee. Um. So yeah, Urosh, seems to be doing well for himself right now. Yeah. Right, Urus could be an example of that. I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it stinks. You should take it off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to the point. But yeah, the Wiseman thing. Yeah, the charities, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like he didn't have the money. How would he? And like, do you expect him to be able to recoup that money? They gave it to a moving company. It's at it's at like money tree. That's like in their yeah. front yard, right? I don't know. I mean, it's probably at Penny's house. It's probably yeah. at Penny's. Like, I don't pay people. That tree does. That's genius, actually. That's what we're going to do. But, dude, like, so tell me how you feel about this. So, Penny was a booster, and he paid for a million-dollar, like, Memphis Hall of Fame. Oh, is that what he did? I didn't know how he was considered a booster, but, like, that's He's in. So, is that oh. not, like, the weirdest? No, like, I love that. It's like Peyton Manning's, the Peyton Manning room. Do that. If you had the money, do that. I love it. I mean, I, now that you say that, I just thought it was, like, it was like the ultimate flex. Oh, like, yeah, it is. Hey, here's a million dollars. Put my name on it. Any kind of donate and do that. Think about yeah. the, like, like, think about the dude who did Thompson Bowling. They built Thompson Bowling. I don't even know who all it was. I have no idea the history about Thompson Bowling. Other than, like, we built it as a big double bird to Kentucky. Yeah. To be like, we're going to build something bigger than Rupp. So imagine the dude that's like, oh, yeah, here's a couple million dollars to build an arena bigger than Rupp. Put my name on it. <laughs> yeah. Put my name on it or, like, build me a statue. Any kind of donation. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's. Yeah, the dude who paid, like, was it like $2 million to run out of the tee? Something like that? This is a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder how much like it would take for... I mean, I'm not donating that. 
But like, if I gave him like a hundred bucks, you think they'd be like, uh, "We'll just." You could probably give a security guard like a hundred dollars, and they'd get you like. Give me I, a. I'll just wear like a polo and some shorts and like the team shoes. You and, may make it through the tee, like you to get tackled immediately when you got done running through the tee. But you yeah. may make it through the tee. Yeah. Um, maybe cool. more than a hundred dollars, but yeah, you probably get a security guard some. Yeah, but then the thing. Okay, first off, everybody's tweeting about that all for Tennessee.com. Yeah, we, we can't take too much on this because we're we're running low for time. But yeah, keep so it. the all for Tennessee.com. They're not even based in Knoxville. They're based in like Virginia, something like that. So I don't know why everyone's like I don't know how they have eleven thousand followers. I noticed that they've never they've never done anything good. But yeah, they they wrote about Rick Barnes being a snowflake. So yeah, Penny's not a snowflake for saying that people were running with their bald fists. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Barnes is a snowflake for saying we're probably not going to play him again. You shouldn't have to deal with teams that disrespect you that aren't in your conference. Yeah. Like that's part of being in a conference is you got to deal with those coaches you don't want to deal with. Yeah, somebody had the perfect response. They're like, if um, you lay with dogs, you get fleas. Yeah. I, mean, I just – I don't understand how – like, you, whatever you think about Rick Barnes, how are you a Tennessee fan? How do you, I don't get it. How do you cover Tennessee? You, If you watched the Memphis-Tennessee game last year and you followed it after the game, how could you think – I don't understand how you could think Rick Barnes is in the wrong. He yeah. made a joke about flopping. That's it. Penny Hardaway was like, Rick Barnes, get out of here. Like, if we're going to, I mean, we at least got to credit Penny for being a snowflake then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we got two snowflakes. And like, Rick Barnes also just said he doesn't see it happening. I'm sure they might come to an agreement. I I think if Penny's not the coach, he will be. If Penny's not the coach after next year, it could get renewed. But if Penny's the coach, it won't because he's not going to apologize. Yeah. And, and Rick Barnes, like, like he didn't have he doesn't have to play Memphis. No, there's there's no because like in his press conference that's that's all he gets asked about. Yeah, in those around the Memphis game that's all that's going to be asked about. So why deal with that? I mean, I I know I'm not going to play a coach I don't have to play if I don't like him. Yeah, I know that because there, there's no point in it. Why are all these people like it's good for the state of Tennessee? What? How about winning? How winning is I don't. It yeah. doesn't. It don't matter who it is. How like, I don't know. How many times would going to Memphis once a year really get a five star recruit from Memphis? It obviously didn't get James Wiseman. I mean, like, we we'd have to move him to Knoxville, like pay for him to relocate right, to Knoxville right, to uh, right. get him, and it would need to be twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I, it I just don't like. I, I think Wiseman should be punished to a certain extent. But I don't know why Penny Hardaway isn't being Right, he should definitely be punished more. Also, why is the TWSAA not looking to... It shows how big of a fraud TWSAA is. He moved him while he was in... Uh, while he was coaching for... Was it Memphis East? Yeah. Uh, TWSAA is just not going to say a word about it. Like, they've proven he did it. You're not going to do anything about it? Nothing? Guess okay. not. He's like, oh, he's graduated. There's nothing we can do. There's no substantial evidence. Not enough people have come forward. Allegedly. They're the biggest joke in the world. <laughs> God forbid you coach more than three players in the offseason. But, sure, pay players from out of the county to come play for you. Yeah. In middle Tennessee, four hours away. Sure, get them. But you better not be coaching him and three others in the offseason. That's a that's against the rules. Biggest joke. Um, College football. Oh, 
Yeah, before college football, though, I got to tell you guys about friends at Blue Chew. Do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Mm. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from an extra from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits and no waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, baby, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for, deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free with our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code armchair. Try it for free today. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Go check out Blue Chew right now, guys. Let's talk some college football. This is a really boring week. We can get through this fast. This is it's all those it's your cupcake week for most people. Yeah, especially in the SEC. Or yeah, SEC, I guess. I don't I don't know about it everywhere else. So the big game, I guess, is Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Um Ohio State wins. College football playoff gets, excuse me, really interesting. If Penn State wins? Penn State wins. Yeah. College football gets really interesting. Uh, Minnesota Northwestern, I mean, I guess because Minnesota's 9-1. I don't know. No, they're not. Yeah, I was thinking they're 9-0. 9-1, who cares? Um, I mean, dude, are there any good games? <laughs> God, not really. This is a good weekend. Thanks to go Georgia. Georgia probably wins by 21. Yeah, they're 13 and a half. It's probably like favorite. 21-0, but. What's the Ohio State? I guess that Texas Ohio and Baylor Ohio State's game. favored by 18 and a half. Oh, I will take that every day of the week. <laughs> Penn State to cover. Mm. Texas and Baylor? ETSU and Vanderbilt. <laughs> Dude, ETSU might win. I wonder what the spread is in that game. So I can pull it up real quick. It is not available. Hold on. Nice. I'll just take the money line. What if ETSU will take over that stadium? They they might. They might. Damn near. Damn near. Uh yeah, there's really no good games on. LSU plays Oklahoma. Arkansas. <laughs> Who? LSU plays Arkansas. Oh, there you go. Uh <laughs> Oklahoma and TCU. Yeah. Texas and Baylor. Yeah, Texas and Baylor could be a good game. Who knows? Texas is so weird. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, there's like nothing on. There's nothing. Yeah, so just we're going axe throwing Saturday. Come join us. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, let's jump and talk about the NFL then. Do some NFL power rankings. Yeah. Miles Garrett. What about him? So apparently they he claimed that, but the NFL's already investigated that and could not find any evidence. And I'm like, all those dudes are mic'd up nowadays. So yeah, how is there? There yeah. should be evidence, but but he also, I guess, could say that it happened earlier in the game but it's like why would you do it then for like the same reason we said the last time we talked about it why would you do it then yeah, yeah I mean, who knows I don't know why why was it not said after the game was Miles Garrett interviewed directly after the game I don't know I don't remember seeing him interviewed I don't either now that you say that I don't remember but hearing still, anything from him that's so like if he if he did it like you can't, you can't do that. You can't. Do no, that. I mean, like, if he did that, Mason Rudolph's definitely going to be punished. 
yeah. more than he was. But the NFL's already said that they investigated it and he didn't. I'm like, oh, that's so that, I, that's something that you can't just like throw that around. We also don't know. He didn't say what racial slur, did he? Like he just said a racial slur. Yeah, he did say. That, no, he just said uh, a racial slur. So like, I guess he could have said, and he may not have even used a specific word. He may have just like slurred. If, or I guess Miles Garrett may not be claiming that. And like I said. He could have claimed to say that early in the game, but at the same time, it's like, why did you do it then? Yeah, I, don't, I feel like I just that's if it comes out that that's not true, but the NFL has already said it's not true. Well, then he needs to be punished even more, right? Because that's you can't lie I mean, about yeah, that. That's that's defamation. Yeah, you can't lie. You're trying to ruin somebody's reputation by doing that. And there, someone else was like, um, the Steelers wouldn't stick up for him if if they said that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you've never been around a team if you don't believe the Steelers. If you don't believe Pouncey still would have tried to kick Miles Garrett's head off. Yeah. So like at that point, Mason Rudolph could have said something personally about Pouncey's family, but if Garrett went after him, Pouncey would have stuck up for him. Yeah. That's just the way teams work. But yeah, I mean, well, appa- apparently Mason Ramsey denied Mason and, Rudolph. Or who did I say? Mason <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, about, he denied too. Yeah, think about that fantasy football. Yeah, um, he's he's good friends with Little Nas X. So yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I. The NFL definitely needs to do something about it if it's like. They need to investigate it more. I don't know how, I don't know exactly what's gone on and all that. Cause I've just seen, I've just read about it a little bit today. I haven't really, as soon as they, he had that press conference around like two o'clock today, I started keeping up with it, but I don't know a whole lot yet, but yeah, the NFL is, I think Adam Scheffner said the NFL had already looked into it. Mm-hmm. They need to come out and say something because yeah, you can't just lie about that. Either yeah. you can't lie about it. Or yeah. You can't just, say it just to try to get an appeal. Yeah. So, that's which at the same time, if I'm the NFL, I'm like, you still can't do that. I said that on the last show. Even if he said it, you still can't hit someone with a helmet. No, you can't. <laughs> and Pouncey, again, as if I was a if I was a Steeler, I'm going. Pouncey's awesome. He's my teammate. He has my back. But I'm also like, Pouncey can't try to kick a dude's head off. Like, yeah, he deserves his suspension. Everyone there, but that, his got marked down to two games. It's probably fair. Yeah, I mean, also, how is that dude? The dude that hit Mason Rudolph only got one game. The dude that hit him in the back? That dude deserves, like, probably more than, not more than Miles Garrett, but Targeting. just as much. <laughs> Sorry. Like, he rocked him from behind. Yeah. With, like, like his neck snapped back. I mean, it, like, Pouncey, yeah, you probably can't kick a guy, but, like, it. No, as the NFL, that, you have to suspend him. Yeah, exactly. But but if you're, like, the Steelers, you're, like, I mean, no, you, you, love you are paid to protect your quarterback. Yeah. No, you love it. You know, like if you're a, if you're a guy on the Steelers, you're going. That's my teammate. He's got my back. Yeah, but you can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the NFL I, has to go. I'll do it for you. Like, if, if somebody hits you over the top of the head with a helmet, I'd try yeah. to like stomp their Mason. Head I don't know how much money Mason Ross makes. Like, definitely not enough to like, you know, pay Pouncey's uh, suspension money. But like, you need to be tossing him a little bone. Yeah, taking the Ruth Chris. Yeah, some, so. Um. But NFL power rankings, I've still got the Ravens at one. I got the Ravens at one this week. And then uh, two, I've got New England. I got the Pats. Uh, three, I got the 49ers. I got the Seahawks. Four, I've got the Seahawks. Four, I got the Packers. Five, I got the Packers. Five, I got the 49ers. They lost this week. Mm, I like that defense. Stingy. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Packers 49ers played this week. And yeah. The last time the Packers went to California, it was terrible. So, probably move up. I'd say yeah. the 49ers probably beat the Packers, but they lost, so they they went down for me. Um, we're about to get into our segments. For that, we got one more sponsor to tell you all about. Guys, 
Go check out Manscaped. If you're stinky, yeah, you get yeah, to the, the point that you stink. Balk it. Manscaped has you covered. Because Lannan, you, you can't just go shower anytime you start sweating like uh, Lannan does. Yeah. You, you don't have that affordability. In you don't the have that luxury. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have that luxury. Your work is not as good as my work. Right. Um, so yeah, it's the season where you're you're warmed up, everything's sweating, everything's hot. Manscaped's got you covered. They have the lawnmower 2.0, the greatest, the greatest electric razor I've ever used. It's made with skin safe technology, so it'll not it will not nick or snag your nuts. Is that a hashtag ad or do you fully believe it's the best electric razor? I fully believe that. Oh wow. That's fully a bold believe claim. that. Yeah. We're gonna have to start doing some like electric razor tests. That might be a good podcast episode. We won't shave our nether <laughs> yeah, regions. I, was about to say, oh, I don't know about that. We'll shave the beards. <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll do a test. I'll a shave beard your head. test. Huh? You can shave my beard, I'll shave your head. Right. I'm not shaving my head, but <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, go check out manscaped.com. Promo code armchair 20% off plus free shipping guys the kit is incredible like I said the electric razor is the best electric razor I've ever used in my entire life they also have the crop preserver ball deodorant ever heard of it ball deodorant great stuff it's perfect you use it all the time right not all the time but like I'll use it if you stink (laughs) I don't stink when I get a shower that's the point of shower um I'll 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 probably use it Saturday. I think we're having a busy day Saturday. Might be walking around a lot after. So after you shower, you put it on. Yeah, like okay. before. If I like, so like before, uh, I didn't use it against Kentucky. Like before we went to Kentucky, but like before the Vandal, probably should have. My nose bleeding. Um, before the uh, what was the last UAB game? Yeah, threw that bad boy on. Knew we we're gonna be walking around a lot. Threw that on. You bleeding bad? No, nah, it's just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys, go check them out. Twenty percent off plus free shipping. At manscaped.com with the promo code armchair. They're great. Get that, boys. Come prepare. Bring tissues. <laughs> we got a nosebleed on the show. Yeah. It's official. Is that the first one? As far as I know. Caleb has, like, a lot of nosebleeds. Yeah, and I had had one for, oh, a while. Yeah, I've known. A while. Yeah. And then last Friday, we were at dinner, and I choked on my water. Like, I guess it just went down the wrong wrong pipe. Wrong and, like, <laughs> started choking. Like, water came out of my nose. Oh. And nose started bleeding. Dang. Yeah. Sucked. Um, Jumbotron teams we want to play in basketball. Yeah, I did it as like places I'd want to go to because mm-hmm. you have like all these premier. I think I don't want to do like, like obviously playing Washington in Canada. I guess was kind of cool for some people. I'd rather just go to opposing, kind of like in football. Wanna, yeah, like a home and home. Yeah, I yeah. want to go to opposing because you want to, you know, you want to show up to like the the premier places in college basketball. We do get to go um to Allen Fieldhouse this year and play Kansas. That's awesome. Like, you want to go to, like, Assembly Hall, Cameron Indoor. We've been to Dean Smith to play a couple years ago. Um, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Butler's. I feel like the Carrier Dome. I'll go. I'll start number one. Go to Syracuse. I think a Syracuse home and home, playing in the Carrier Dome and Thompson Bowling would be awesome. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, my first one would be Louisville. Louisville would be cool. The Yum Yum Center. Is it yeah. still the Yum Yum Center? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And I think it would be cool because it's, it's, it's not very far. So, not like, yum, Tennessee yum, would yum travel. Center. Yeah. Travel well to yeah. Louisville. Yeah, I know that would be a cool one, um, especially because like the history of Kentucky and Kentucky and Tennessee basketball. So that would be um, that would be a good one. Um, I, I think uh, I don't know about a. I guess home and home. I want to do. A, I can't remember where Cincinnati plays. I feel like a Cincinnati. Like this is an underrated one because there's ones like Kansas is going to be really cool to play, um, but Cincinnati. I feel like their basketball program's been really good lately. And mm-hmm. it's a team you should still beat. But I feel like that would be a cool home and home. Yeah. I'm okay. trying to remember the name of their arena. I'm going to look it up. 
I feel like they've got a cool venue. I would like to go to Ohio State and beat them. Yes. Be nice. Go full on, like, take that, Aaron Craft. <laughs> we'll have a barbecue outside their stadium. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, And then my next one's, I want to play Indiana, home and home at Assembly Hall. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd I think it's cool we're playing Wisconsin. Are we going there next year? I don't know. Not either. They play at 5th and 3rd Arena. Maybe it's not as cool as I remember. Like, I feel like on TV it looks cool. Yeah, it's just like a little gym. I don't know. I feel like it always looks cool on TV. Hmm. It's like a little rinky-dink, but it's always, I feel like it always looks loud. It always looks like the cameras are shaking. Looks cool on TV. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, if we're not going to, if we're not going to talk about the UNC and the Duke, obvious places to go, I feel like Cincinnati is my underrated one. Yeah. Um, I like Texas Tech and Texas Tech is kind of like, I feel like they're kind of like us. They haven't been like great at basketball, mm-hmm. um, in their history, but now they, they, they went to the, um, national championship last year. I feel like they're kind of an upcoming team, kind of like we are. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like that'd be cool to, and we, we talked about when Rick Barnes left that we were talking about getting or trying to get Texas Tech's coach. Who is it? I don't remember that. Uh, oh, I do remember that. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name either. Uh, what was your last one again? Uh, Indiana. Okay, yeah. Simply Indiana. I think my, I think my next one would be who was I just thinking of? Chris Beard. I was just thinking of someone. Some school that I was like, oh, I'd be really cool if we played them. I can't remember now. Nope. Can't think of it. Stupidity is hmm. an epidemic? Stupidity. I'm going to look for... I don't know if I have any or more than one. Or, so, I know my, sure. my first one is UCF on Instagram. Uh-oh. Their football... Tweeted, quickly becoming Holder U. Congrats to Alex Harris on being named a semifinalist for the prestigious Mortel Holder of the Year Award. Apparently, their holder won it last year. Holder U, that's what you're claiming? I mean, we did punter U, so I guess... I think a holder... I think that was a joke award that they... I don't remember. Oh, but I mean, this... Oh, is it a real thing? Yeah, it was serious. I thought it started as a joke. (laughs) Is it real now? So, let me see it. I mean, it's their main like UCF account, right? Like football. I account. hope it's still a joke. I think it's a joke. Okay, know. I'm not sure. Um, because I remember a couple of years ago somebody went in punt of the year. It was a joke. My next one or my first one, sorry, is Dash Two Sports. They're tweeting about playing on turf. Uh, high school. How many high schools play on turf? And this first part's true. T- turf is much tougher on the legs and elbows. He said, "Much rather have Bermuda. Plus, no ugly soccer lines all over the field. Very distracting if you're calling a game." I'm going to go ahead and assume you're a terrible play-by-play analyst if you think soccer lines distract you. First of all, only technically three, technically, I guess, lines, six total, run through the field, soccer lines. And if you're being distracted by lines running parallel, or sorry, perpen- or, uh, I guess vertical, so that four of the lines are vertical, and they're probably only running eight yards along the uh, from the end zone out. And then you have a line on the close to the ten yard line, not the length of the field. You have two of those. What are what are those distracting you from? Also, like, how do those distract you? Also, like if you're that distracted by lines, you probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, I don't understand what's distracting about those. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. 
Yeah, I mean, as as a person who like enjoys the aesthetic of fields, I would prefer soccer fields than I have football lines and football lines not to have soccer lines. But like, it's everything. It's not distracting. No, it's just it just looks weird. Not weird, but it no. looks like it doesn't look. It looks like a high school field. Yeah, it looks like every high school field I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So Wes Rucker. This is my next one. There he said, uh, hashtag fun fact, Josh Dobbs is the dumbest Tennessee quarterback to ever beat Missouri. Because he's the only Tennessee quarterback to ever beat Missouri. I get what he's trying to do, but what the... F- <laughs> yeah. He Why? said, I always wanted to say Josh Dobbs was the dumbest person to do something. It took me seven to eight years, but I finally found something. Why are you wanting to say that? <laughs> I just don't get... Like, do people really find that joke funny? Like, he's trying to be funny, and it's not funny. At all. <laughs> I was just like... He's like, I've wanted to say Josh Dobbs is the dumbest person to I, do something. Why do you want to say he's the dumbest person to do something? That makes. I was hoping Josh Dobbs would block him, but he tweeted something back at him. Yeah, I can't see it because I'm blocked. Yeah, he did. But I remember he said something too. I, I was blocked because I told a stupid joke, but I got blocked for it. Yeah, we should block. You should have blocked West Rucker, Josh Dobbs. Should have. I blocked him just for that. <laughs> no. Um, he's too he's too much of a frequent flyer on the show for me to block him. If I could ask one thing, it's that Barstool really starts monitoring their college accounts. It's bad. Barstool Vanderbilt tweeted back at Barstool UT, which they we probably tweeted something stupid too. I don't know. But they tweeted back and said, you know what I really enjoy? Vanderbilt Bowling has as many national championships in the last decade as the entire University of Tennessee. Nice. You know what I don't give up about? Bowling. bowling. Also, it's not even did like your baseball team just win it this year? They won it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. You wouldn't tweet about that national championship? What? <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> How um, many people are competing for a, the NCAA Division One bowling? Oh, How many teams? Like four. <laughs> it's incredible. So you, my next one was actually the um, all for Tennessee.com account mm, that yeah. said Rick Barnes looks like somebody who needs a safe space from Penny Hardaway if Vols in series with Memphis. That's what the that's what the caption that's what the yeah. freaking title of the article was. Right. Oh, my good God. What? It's All for, for clicks, Tennessee. Man. Taking that Knox News approach. All for clicks. That's so bad. That's yep. so bad. hundred percent. Yeah, thank you all for listening, hanging with us. Missouri this Saturday, check out Axe Throwing. If you need somebody to bank with, check out Commercial Bank. Then you've got our Manscaped and Bluetooth. Make sure you check out all our sponsors. Um, but Axe Throwing this weekend, BYOB. Make sure you check their Twitter and Facebook to figure out those hours if they are doing it this weekend. I don't know if that will change or not. Um, but make sure you check them out before you go on Twitter and Facebook at 865-AXE-THROWING. Um, we'll be back on Sunday night. Next week's schedule, Thanksgiving week, uh, may be a little bit different. So make sure you look out for that. But check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Um, just we're, we're aware of the podcast or we're even on YouTube. So check us out. Um, really appreciate you guys. Yeah. We hope to be at Tommy Trent's for the game on Saturday. So if you want to come to Tommy Trent's hang out with us, they got some buckets. I'm not going to tell you how much they are. Good price. It's a good price. If it's still the same, I don't even know if it's still the same. It better be. Um, yeah. Come hang out with us. We'll watch Tennessee beat Missouri and become ball eligible. And then we go out, right? <laughs> Maybe. We're already it's right a late there. Game. We're already right there. So That's we might a late well. game. Though. We might as well. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're bringing the boat in and we out.